not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one of these. Don't everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, here with... Mella. Josh. And Lacey. What's up, y'all? Hey, what it do? Anyone been watching some, some movies this October? Some TV? Lacey and I have been burning through Shit's Creek still. We're almost done. Yeah. Hell yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's phenomenal. So it's- good. The best sitcom to come out in the last five years, if not all time. We just watched the proposal episode, and it was, I was Mm. sobbing through it, obviously. Um, But Josh turned to me. It was the proposal episode and the episode where Patrick comes out to his parents. And it's Mm -hmm. so, it's done so lovely and so sweetly. And Josh turned to me afterwards, and he was like, this show proves that you can just have it be nice. The show as a whole doesn't have to be dramatic or intense. Like, it can just be nice. It can be sweet. And that's what Shit's Creek is. It feels like coming home. I love that he wanted to create a world that just bigotry and homophobia just did not exist. They weren't an option. I love that. I love that so much. There is something that can't be watched yet that I want to talk about. There was news today that george miller is going forward with a mad max prequel i don't want to talk about this i do <laughs> why not okay yes of course we all want more charlie's but anya taylor joy is a good choice look all i'm gonna say is yaya's in it dude <laughs> all i'm gonna say is i love yaya Carmela, Chris Hemsworth is in it oh i'm there <laughs> <laughs> okay what is all you're gonna say given the showing that Mad Max and the Witch had on our decade list. <laughs> you shut your it. mouth. You shut your mouth. No. No. Yes. I brought Mad Max to the table. We're not talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> she is a, you have to admit, that's a good choice for a young Furiosa. Admit it. I, admit I it. honestly don't know. It's one of those uh, things that it's one of those things that I'm gonna see a uh, uh, still, and I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, yeah, she's great, but I I can't see it now. I feel like you just don't like prequels. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. She got introspective quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check back huh. next week after I look, do some soul searching. Wait, are you guys matching? Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> I this is my work shirt. Rashawn just misses me so much during the day. He wants he, to wear he, your support. work shirt. Another. So work what shirt. are we fighting about today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, Rashawn. Oh goodness. Let me just get the band aids out because I feel like I'm gonna get cut a lot. Not by me. Um, it is spooky season, and we have been indulging in that uh the vetter household and this week we watched i know what you did last summer we're going home now and never ever 
under any circumstances known to God, speak about this again. Is that clear? It is now merely a future therapy bill, agreed? Ellie! I'll never mention it again. We make a pact. Right here and now we take this to our grave. Agreed. Julie? Don't you noise your head, you fucking say it! Yeah, okay. We take this to our grave! Let me hear it! Let it go, Barry! You fucking say it. Okay, Barry, we take this to the grave. Alright, I know what you did last summer is a 1997 American slasher film directed by Jim Gillespie, written by the maestro Kevin Williamson, stars Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle <laughs> Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Phillippe, Johnny Galecki. Why are you giggling? Because <laughs> of... <laughs> Carmela has the most contagious laugh in the she entire does. world. I just have to look at her. And I, I, I will put money down. I know why she's laughing. <laughs> why? <laughs> Is it the first the first cast member? I <laughs> yeah, I'm too why? mature for favorite? this. She's a child. <laughs> Jennifer Love, huge to to do. Grow up. <laughs> This movie tells the story of four teenagers in North Carolina on the night of July 4th. They go driving after a pageant and they hit a stranger crossing the road with their car. As a group, they decide to dump the body in the water and never discuss what happened. A year later, Julie James, played by who, Carmela? Jennifer Love Huge Tits. Comes home from college and receives a letter that says, I know what you did last summer. Drink. From there, <laughs> the four friends have to figure out who, you know, have to figure out what happens. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Um, from there, shit gets real, you know? <laughs> From there, they need to figure out who knows what they did last summer. It was right in front of you, Sean. No, I buried the lead. (sighs) Okay. And from there, they need to figure out who knows what they did. (laughs) I swear we take this show seriously. I swear we do. I swear. That's all. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to take you guys on a journey. Oh, here we go. If you're ready. A spooky journey. Yup. You know when you go to a cookout or- Is that like a potluck? Yeah, that's a potluck for white (laughs) people. (laughs) (laughs) And you bring the same dish that you bring every single time, whether it's, you know, mac and cheese, uh, potato salad with raisins in it. I don't know. I'll say that that Jello dessert. I'm not speaking for everybody, but cookie salad. (laughs) Anyhow, you come to this cookout and you bring the same thing every time. But this year, you brought something 
same dish and you went to the store and they didn't have all the ingredients that you usually get so you got some of the off-brand stuff and then maybe you stayed up too too late that night and like didn't cook it all the way or you fell asleep and you burned it but you still have to like wrap it up and bring it and present it like it's (laughs) the best thing you ever presented yeah i brought i know what you did last summer to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) wow this is a horror this is a horror film i love horror films this is a slasher film i love slasher films is it the perfect movie no do i absolutely love it have i seen it a million and one times absolutely so i know what's coming i know what's coming but this is my dish i brought it to the cookout and i'm gonna defend it and you know what i'm gonna do rashawn what's up i'm gonna eat it every last bite yeah i love this movie Okay, had actually cool. not seen this movie before. Oh, interesting. When it started, I was like, I think I know that the killer, fucking spoiler alert, but I was like, I think I know that the killer is the guy they hit, but I was second guessing myself the whole time because I couldn't be sure. But I think through like scary movie and fucking robot chicken and all the parodies that have been made of this mm-hmm. that I kind of knew, but it was still fun to guess. That's really interesting because I never, I don't remember ever having feeling like I was guessing who the killer was, but I never thought this was like a whodunit, but that's really interesting. I think it's a very interesting choice that they decided to make the killer someone you didn't have a connection to. Mm -hmm. They spent a lot of time building connections between the four of them and other people like Max and Elsa and all these other people for them to just not be the killer, be the killer. I don't think it was wrong. It was just an interesting choice that I don't think you would see nowadays. They basically had to self-generate the suspense. The suspense with exposition from years prior. Yeah. I do have a, a couple problems with it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mella, how you feel? Well, I had seen this um I guess a while back because when I watched it, I kind of had that same feeling where I was like, "Wait, is it the killer? I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. And I also, I guess I had forgotten how much Jen Love Huge Tits was like the star. <laughs> I Wait thought it was kind of everybody, like an, mm. ense- an ensemble piece, if you will. But I forgot how quickly everyone just gets murked. And then it's mostly her story and... I guess kind of Freddie Prince, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, once we get to like the problematic area, I'll come back in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness, Lacey, what you think of my dish, girl? I listen. This movie now. I'm sorry, Rashawn. It's not scary anymore. (laughs) It is not a scary movie. It has some good jump scare moments. Sam jumped. Let me finish. Um, I'm still salty about Adam's family with Josh. It hasn't been the same in the household this week. Um, She recovered and then we listened to it together. uh uh Watching it is a total nostalgia ride for me. Um, I remember watching it as a kid and being really freaked out. Like I was very familiar with the urban legend of The Hook, which Mm -hmm. the villain is based off of. It was in the Scary Story books by Alvin Schwartz and I was familiar with the lore of it 
um, and it scared me a lot as a kid. Watching it now, I'm like, this is just a really good time. <laughs> this is just yeah. like it is an a quintessential slasher movie, and it yeah. it's just fun. It's just a fun, spooky, murdery time. What version of the of the hook hand did you guys grow up with? Because Alicia and I found out we grew up with different ones. Uh, I didn't. I grew up with the chupacabra and la, la llorona. So yes. that one yes. was out. That one was out. But I did Google it. So now I know. Is this the story of, oh, I heard something. I'll be right back. And like he's he's hanging from the car um, from the tree, like scraping. That's the what I had heard. Okay. Like is basically what they were talking about on the beach. Did you hear that? Right. The mm. hook the is fire. in the car door. He's decapitated or the dangling. The dangling. Yeah, I heard dangling. That's the story I grew up with. I grew up with the hook in the door. So this movie is based off of a book. I read the book when I was 13. It is nothing like the movie. Not a single person dies. What? <laughs> except, of course, the person that they hit, which in the book, it's a little boy. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. Oh. And it's a, it is like a teen mystery. I think the book was written in like 1973. It's like in the 70s, yeah. Um, so it's very much just like a mystery. Julie, Ray, Helen, Barry are characters in the book, but nobody dies. There is no fisherman and no hook. It's just a guy who is connected to the hit and run. I think mm. he was a relative of the little boy. Um, so I read that. And then when I saw the movie, also, again, too young, I was just like, <laughs> this is not the fucking book. <laughs> but um, I guess for a little more history... Kevin Williamson, who also, of course, wrote Scream. <laughs> um, a lot of people call I Know What You Did Last Summer a movie that is kind of derivative of Scream. But he actually wrote this script before Scream. Oh. And he could not get it made, of course, because nobody really knew who he was. And then after the success of Scream, they like fast-tracked this movie. Yeah, this came out like... A, only a year or two after Scream, right? Yeah, this came out. He got Dawson's Creek. He wrote Scream 2, Halloween H2O, The Faculty. He kind of blew up after, of course, after Scream. Yeah. Um, but this has, like, inklings of, of that dialogue, especially early on where these teens are talking like they're two seconds away from Scream. But <laughs> they feel a little bit more real than all the characters in Scream. And I think what I love most about this movie is how real and how genuine their connection is treated. And Some of them seem more real. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if they seem more real or especially pre-murder, I could see that, but not Ryan Phillippa's character. <laughs> He's just oh mean. Oh my God. Talk He's about white rage. A, for real, toxic masculinity. My Jesus God! He's, but that's a real person. That is true. I I can't lie and s sit here and say that I didn't enjoy it because it just <laughs> fucking makes me laugh. <laughs> but I feel like I could see his character in Scream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone else kind of is relatively quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. But he just seems so heightened compared to 
the rest of the characters. Yeah. Honestly, it feels if uh, like Scream is always the one that gets parody for like scary movie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this movie was sort of the impetus of it all. Like Scream was this moment, this huge whatever. But if you didn't have this movie that sort of pushed those tropes a little bit farther and kind of made those stereotypes a little more ingrained, you maybe wouldn't have got scary movie. Yeah. Can I mm-hmm. say I forgot about this moment watching it this time, but when Jennifer Love Huge Tits is spinning around. <laughs> We're going to get I'm in sorry, trouble if you guys to. keep calling her that. I, I'm sorry. I had you to do it one time. Say it. <laughs> no. The moment when Jennifer Love Hewitt is spinning around outside her car screaming, what are you waiting for? Yeah. I I lost my mind because that's directly what happens in scary movie and i was i was just yes. because she does it what so sincerely what am i waiting for fuck <laughs> you <laughs> but jennifer love hewitt does it so sincerely it's yeah. so genuine mm-hmm. and she's that's, so committed yeah yeah and that's i mean that's what makes scary movie so funny and that's what makes rewatching it so much fun okay Oh no! But I need to. We I need to rewind to the beginning of the movie. Let's do Let's it. Let's go. So, they hit him with a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the car would not have a little baby dent in it like that. For those of you that grew up around deer, I have. I've hit a deer. A, a deer, not a human. That not a huge human man, but a deer can total your car if you're going too fast. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Galecki's character. Uh, well, that's in a whole section of its own. But when they carry Homeboy down to the docks, they didn't get but 30 yards off the shoreline, the beach, and suddenly they are in 20-foot deep water. <laughs> They're on the dock. The dock, bar- the dock goes out like 20 yards. That's nothing. <sighs> Whatever. It's way too deep. And for the strong current that Ray, Freddie Prince, keeps talking about, boy, when they drop him in, it is awfully perfectly still. You don't know. Maybe like carried him An out. An old boy just T-poses in the water. It's perfectly still. Well, still waters run deep. Oh. Mm. I hate that. Mm. That's the other thing I was going to talk about. Uh, when they hit him, they implied multiple times that they were going to get the death penalty mm-hmm. like freddie prince was like well no matter what happens we're all going to get fried and then <laughs> can Barry you do would... it in his voice <laughs> <laughs> does freddie prince have a specific voice yeah does he yeah. have a voice he sounds kind of like i don't know kind of like oh my god carmella Barney. please do a freddie prince jr remember? do it yeah <laughs> um in my mind he sounds like well, we're all gonna get fried. That couldn't be further off from what he's right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds just a little, a little um, stupid. But then, but then also, the frog Barry, but then also, Barry Ryan Philippi's character says, "If they find out, we're dead. You're I mean, not. They're he's drunk. Like he's, he's drunk. He's just he like, can be this written is the off into the world." Why is why is Ray telling them they're gonna get fried? Like they're gonna get the fucking electric chair? Cause he's because he's dumb. They but isn't care. he supposed to be the smart one? 
I don't know. Julie's no. a smart one. Yeah. No, he's writing esoteric poems in a, ca- a, a cafe in New York or whatever the fuck she said. Well, it doesn't work because he ends up as a fisherman. <laughs> Which, okay, I do need to talk about that. Well, and and Johnny, go- I what? think I think in the moment of the accident, I'm gonna keep saying this, but I think they all react pretty genuinely. I think I'll give you that. I think it's all very and mm-hmm. it's all very panicky and very uh, just like this is the end of my life. Like they're at the precipice. Ooh, come, come on, on precipice, come on. <laughs> and this happens they're like i don't i feel like they're speaking metaphorically and less literal when they're like we're we're dead we're dead yeah i mean they're drunk 18 year olds i'll give you that now freddie prince has said he's been working the boats for about a year exactly so he everything went to shit right away for him i guess yeah and johnny galecki this seemingly Blue collar working man, which is the least believable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the least believable. They are both built like bean poles. Neither of them have a single ounce of muscle mass on their arm. Yeah, Johnny Galecki just looks very soft. He's a little, <laughs> little well, doughy. He only, his baskets are never like full and heavy. Then he's a bad fisherman. <laughs> he's, he's just doing his job. Let him live his life. He sucked. That was a good kill, though. I didn't know about that kill. That was I a have, good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, the oh, hook shit. in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good gnarly. kill. I fuck with it. I want to talk about real quick uh, 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 Sarah Michelle Geller's character's sister mm-hmm. and how she is just the worst. The worst. Like, she is never nice and there's no motive behind it. And it it almost I guess to your point, Josh, the point the part where she's like uh what's her name? Sarah Michelle Geller's character's name before. Helen. Helen. Okay, so Helen's in her room, she's combing her hair, Elsa comes in and she's like, You have to go to work tomorrow. She's like, I can't, I have a pageant thing and she's like, Ugh, you're so into your hair, pathetic. And then the <laughs> next morning her hair is like chopped off. And you're like, wait, did she just cut her sister's hair up? <laughs> so I guess it's like, oh, we we want you to think that she might be the killer. Yeah, I think that's that's what I took that as, is they're trying to lead you off the scent. What do you I, mean? The, he's in her closet. Yeah. I mean, in looking back, but in the moment, I'm an emotional 18-year-old. I was like, she's just talking about her hair. She cut her hair off. Me, Josh. Josh is an emotional 18-year-old. I see. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I love his heart. I think she's just like, she's a jealous sister. Yeah, like I she, took her as the jealous sister archetype. Her sister's like a pageant queen, you know, and she never got her shot. She's like, okay, sure. I mean, she looks fine. I don't, like, we never, we never, like, get that. Like, we're here just being like, why is she yeah, so upset? It maybe would have landed a little better if you didn't have... A bombshell like Bridget Wilson playing her right, exactly older what sister. I mean. Yo, it's, young it's... Josh had such a crush on Bridget Wilson. My goodness. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Have your crush. I see. That. Have you seen her in Billy Madison? I've seen The Wedding Planner. <laughs> oh, just for that noise, I'm bringing it to the show. <laughs> then I'm bringing Billy Madison to the show. <laughs> Good luck. 
<laughs> I I very much saw their relationship as she was very clearly the the prior beauty queen and nothing yeah. came from her life. So she is a jerkhead. Yeah. So she's resentful because her little sister is living what she lived she as was. the happiest days of her life. With that being said, uh-oh. I don't care what kind of shit you have going on with your sibling. If your sibling shows up at a door yes, screaming let's talk bloody about murder, it. sobbing her eyes out, <laughs> I don't care how you feel about your sibling. You're not going to lackadaisically walk up to the door, forget your keys, walk on back, and then fumble with them as they're pounding on the door. Crazy. Let me in. He's after me. Help. She's no like, do that. who's there? Helen? What do you want? Like, Can what the fuck? Down? Hurry up. <laughs> Get your ass at the door already. Like, I, I couldn't. Oh, to wrap around that moment, I think Helen, her entire, that entire sequence from the pageant to the parade yeah. is one of the best chases ever in so any good. horror movie. It yeah. is so good. It's like stylishly directed it's tragic you're sad at the end of it you're like rooting for her and she's not even she's not even the main character i think she's close enough to the main character where you there's a little part of you if you're watching it for the first time watching this chase like all right she's gonna get away Mm -hmm. oh shit no she's not yeah i think i think helen is one of or probably the most fleshed out character in the whole movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of that is Sarah Michelle Geller, who I think is just great. So good. So did Barry is did he go to college then? Yeah, he's home, but he's he plays. Football. Yeah, he wouldn't be home. Why? If, <laughs> if he was playing quarterback for a college football team, he would not be home. We need him home for July Fourth, Josh. He would not be home. <laughs> It's very important. It's very if he was important. as good as he says, if as the movie wants you to believe, and he's from the South, perfect segue. Um, why does only one character have an accent in this movie? <laughs> Not everybody in North Carolina has an accent. It, well, more than 1% should. Who are you talking about? This sister? Yeah, she's the only one with an accent of any kind, and I'm pretty sure that was closer to like a Floridian Georgian accent than North Carolina and... North Carolinian. Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh. Is it Anne Hesh or Anne Hesh? It's Anne Hesh. Oh, fuck. My bad. Anne Anne Heck, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not very good at parsing out the different kinds of Southern dialects unless it's like Louisiana. I'm I'm glad that they all went without one as opposed to someone doing a terrible one. But it it made hers stand out a lot because she's like she's they have to drive to the backwoods yeah i guess yeah it it adds a it adds a sprinkle of classism to the whole affair so i guess (laughs) uh (laughs) real quick just talk about other characters too um there's like this little (laughs) moment where um julie comes back a year later right she looks like death as her (laughs) loving mother says and then she's like what do you, you know? Do you want some dinner? Do you like the trout or the salmon or whatever fucking fish they're eating? And then she doesn't eat. And then she's like, Your father would be turning in his grave. And I was like, Jesus. 
Yeah, you wonder why she's upset and and distraught at all times. What is happening? All of also, the parents are terrible people. It's fine. Also, her verbally abusive roommate probably doesn't help either. Oh, that pasty white tail of yours. She went <laughs> on like every the the that is not I, abusive, Josh. She's mad that she's at a predominantly I, white school. I think Deb is her name, the roommate's name. She had, I think, four or five lines, and literally at least one part of all four or five of those lines, she's bragging on J- Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's, she's got to let her know. Her. She's got to <laughs> let her know how white she is. First, she says she looks like death. She's white, pasty, get some sun. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, she's maybe, clearly upset. She's going through something. Can somebody talk to her? I had a big problem with this movie's inconsistent blood splatter patterns. Mm. No. And when I say inconsistent, I mean non-existent. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that it's, for the most part, a bloodless affair. But sometimes it's not. That was that was interference. Mm. Huh? They wanted, they the studio wanted more blood. So all of the things that you see, like when Elsa, when Elsa dies... There's one other moment where there's like a streak of blood. They had to add that the cop. later. The cop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if we're talking about how real these characters are, we're going for realism, then here's the thing. Their dragon, do you see how his face was so bloody after he got hit by that car? There would be a, not like a Hansel and Gretel dot dot trail there'd just be a, a streak of blood from the hill to the dock <laughs> i said the characters were real i'm not necessarily saying the world that they're in and then also real. when <laughs> when barry bites it above the pageant which that's a whole other thing what is that is a great moment Josh. that's a, such a good moment but what no no but when they cut to the handrail that has blood dripping on it one terrible cop two awful <laughs> If blood can get over there, why isn't it on the ground right where they're standing? I don't know, Logic Man. I don't know. <laughs> I just one of my questions was if why is everyone grabbing her? Like when she's running, she's like clearly right? saying something's wrong. Why are you touching me right now? I think you know the answer to that. Mm. And it and if you if we want to make it I dark enjoy and being a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does just stand up and scream bloody murder. It is, like, yeah, that's it's a little jarring. It's a little like, wait, what's wrong? It's it's the combination of both grabbing her and not listening to her. Yeah, that yeah. is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, if you're gonna grab her, listen to her. But man, that's a bad cop. He went over to the handrail and like looked down the stairs and then came back and was like, <laughs> "It's a prank," <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> he looked at where the blood is. He sucks. <laughs> I think all the adults in this film are supposed to be inept. I have to. I mean, I have to agree because they all are. They all are. Yeah. So it has to be purposeful. Yeah. I don't know that I would say inept as much as r- removed or oblivious. I don't know. Yeah. I. But I think that's such a that's such a commentary on how teens feel. Their parents don't really know anything, and their parents aren't capable of understanding what they're going through or what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think 
most horror movies really just play into that, and this one is no different. It seemed like there were a lot of possible storyline threads that were introduced just in case, but never followed up on. A lot of them involving Ray, Freddie Prince's character. They hinted at the beginning that, and then a little bit in the middle, that he's poor and just jealous of those three because they all have money. And then Julie's dad rolling in his grave and Ray visiting Melissa Egan and them like Melissa's hinting they kind of hit it off and they were kind of flirty for two minutes. And that, like there's a lot of like little details that I felt like I was supposed to remember that didn't play out to anything, which I don't know if that was intentional or not, or just things got cut in the film because of time. I think those are all just red herrings. Yeah. But after a while, too many red herrings and you've got a, uh, uh, a school of fish. You know? <laughs> Is that the saying? That's the saying. That's what my <laughs> granddad taught me. But what's the, what's the, the negative to having a school of fish? You can't see you can't see through the water if there's too many fish. <laughs> You're just making <laughs> shit up. <laughs> it's a nautical movie. We love yeah. it. Ooh. I will say that this movie, I think personally, I think this movie is really well directed. And I think that if I have to poke a hole in it, I shouldn't because this is my episode, but whatever. I think that this movie loves a lens flare. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> my God. Uh-huh. If oh, yeah. I had to drink, I would be dead by the time. There were some the there were some pretty good shots in this though. Like yeah, Melissa's really... introduction in the mirror and going through the scrim on stage at the beauty pageant. There were some mm-hmm. that I was like, hey, good job. They're not just like resting on the fact that, you know, it's a scary movie. They try to do some things, you know, a little fl- a little seasoning on this dish. Yeah, there, there were some there were some moments where it is both in shooting and in the story that I had to respect for at least if not totally bucking the norm, acknowledging that they're going against the norm in some way. Who would I want to ask this? This is not our game, but there's four of us here. There's four people in the car. Let's cast ourselves. Oh, <laughs> now or when uh, we were 18? Uh, us now. <laughs> now. OK, Josh, mm-hmm. you're very Come on. Am I Barry or is Mella? I was going to say, I think that might be me. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk off her ass. Let's just get the fuck out of (laughs) here. I think I might be Helen. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Pushing him in at the end because it's taking too long and I'm sick of it. I didn't want to get out of there. (laughs) It's me and you, Lace. I think, I don't know, we're both Julie. <laughs> yeah, but you're both Julie. There's we're two both Julies. Julie in the car. Who's closer to rape than between the two of you? Lacey. Yeah, I think it's. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. If Josh is Barry, then yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm not Barry. No, no Carmel I'm Barry. Barry. Barry, excited to be here with you guys tonight. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Coach laughs> not. Yeah, she's Barry. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And that's it for this week's episode. Okay. I will say, I don't know if I was upset or pleasantly surprised that the killer was taken down by the most convenient Rube Goldberg machine. (laughs) Please please I wanted to get into this. Explain yourself. Because, you know, the Rube Goldberg machine is the thing where, like, if you knock a ball, then it knocks down a piece of wood, and then that pulls a string, and then that... That's what happened. <laughs> that no one defeated him. 
Well, yeah. Sequel, baby. Yeah, see, I have a problem with that. With this, like, whole... That whole issue, I guess. Because is this killer, like, not necessarily supernatural, but it seems to me that he is just, like, a regular guy that's a murderer, right? Like, we we come to find that out. Right. The beatings he takes verges on supernatural. Exactly my point. So From the car or... No, at the end, end, he gets hit in the fucking face with, I don't know, boats, but that rusty (laughs) big metal thing in the mug, straight up in the mug, falls down. Diaz Lawler, I don't know boats. (laughs) I am not not a ghoul in any sense. Also the car. Also the car. So I'm just like... What are we working with here? Well, it takes him a year to recover. Okay, nope. fine. Did he have like a little scar like right here? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Like he didn't have he a year after like mush face like that. Also, how long was he underwater? Only for a little bit, and then he came up like when they drove away. Huh? huh. Did you guys not watch the version that I watched? <laughs> <laughs> we were at the dock arguing for a while because he had to he climb back up breath. and give her the tiara. Yeah. He got a little plastic surgery after he got out the mm-hmm. water. I wanted, I wanted, I want to do a rewash and see, like, as they're talking on the dock, just to see his mouth like come up and then like sink back under, like take a quick <laughs> breath and then go back under. Bubbles. I mean, can you? It's weird because can you go back and think about this movie without the sheen of scary movie? The same question we had with Scream. Yes. You can. Yeah. I, I, I will say don't I think, think you can come. I can. <laughs> I mean, it's... I so I I can. I don't know. Like this movie, I think is different than Scream. I feel like Scream. We talked about it in the episode. Kind of has this like wash of I don't know. It's not. It's not realistic. Like these people don't really exist. This town doesn't really exist. I feel like with this one, there's a little bit of realism in it. And I think, too, Scream has the huge, huge, huge advantage of being about scary movies. I think that Scream deserves every accolade it's ever gotten. I think it changed horror for a long time, if not forever. I I love Scream. But I think in terms of just one-on-one putting it up against I Know What You Did Last Summer, I think a huge portion of the reason why Scream works so well and why people are clamoring for sequels to scream and not i know what you did last summer is a big thing is it's it's a scary movie about scary movies that's Mm -hmm. that's huge i think this movie is also very specific in its personality like it's it's bathed in blues it's set in a fishing town that's Mm -hmm. true the heroes of the story are just everyday people that had some dreams you know and they made a mistake Mm-hmm. And I think it's less. I don't, I really don't think this movie is heavy on being a horror film, despite having like a huge chase scene and a killer. Hmm. But I think it's more about guilt and and growing up. And I'm giving a, this movie a lot of credit. But... <laughs> I don't think so, though. I think I agree with you, and I think that's 
if we're talking Scream versus I, I Know What You Did Last Summer and how they hold up, I seek Scream out every spooky season. Like, I make a point to watch it. I don't do that with I, I Know What You Did Last Summer, but if it's on, I will happily watch it. Um, right. And I think that is kind of what you're talking about, Rashawn, is it's it has the elements of a quintessential horror movie while still being about these teenagers and this awful thing that they did and the consequences of it. Yes, I think I do like, I think later on Scream treats Sydney's grief and her trauma pretty real. Not so much in the first movie, but as you move on, but I think this movie automatically deals with these teenagers and their guilt and their, you know, the heaviness of what they did. Mm -hmm. The ending to this movie is... Like, the ending ending is non-canonical, right? Correct. It's okay. Just a, it's just a teaser. It's a little something, something. Scare. What, a non-canonical? <laughs> a non-canonical. Uh, can, uh, definition, please. <laughs> something that's not canon. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what's, what's canon? <laughs> that means it's not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means it's not part of the actual timeline Got the it. actual story because she learned about Rube Goldberg machines she learned about Knox so, um, um, I'm really learning stuff in this here podcast if I know what it means but some of our listeners might not know what it means so can you explain it to them <laughs> alright any other grievances we need to air I, it's not a grievance, but uh, Jen's scream is so <laughs> it's so good. It almost sounds fake, like um, eighty yard in there. Yeah, like it's, it's like good. when you would get like those Halloween CDs to put like outside when you were a kid. It sounds like one of those screams on there. I have a bone to pick. Oh, oh no. Um, it's oh, it's minor in the grand scheme, but. Coming back to Jennifer Love Hewitt, she makes me so mad in that final scene on the boat. And I think that's where <laughs> it, she, Julie, is really set apart from Sydney in Scream. Sydney is like the final girl and she's smart and she fights her way through and the, she's amazing. Julie is 10 yards out from the dock. And decides to go lower into the boat instead of just jumping into the water and swimming yeah, to shore. There's a good 10 minutes before he kicks on the throttle on the boat. They're just kind of floating away. I am upset at how she drops the gun. That, yeah, that too. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like over the head. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. So this week's game is called Death Note. Mm. Like the anime? Hell no, I ain't never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> you fucking weave. <laughs> Anyways, Death Note. <laughs> 
So this is in going with the theme of I Know What You Did Last Summer. This is a little game that we're going to play. Um, we're getting to the end of the spooky season. Mm-hmm. And Death Note, all the teens in, or one teen in I Know What You Did Last Summer receives a note that says, I know what you did last summer. So I'm going to give you a phrase because we are four teenagers in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we get a note gonna have a phrase on it and i need you to tell me what famous horror movie killer sent you this note oh Rashawn, so, so i can get in the right headspace mm-hmm. what was it like being a teenager in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> roast them as as an embryo i could not tell you <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be sure to do some research for you. <laughs> okay, so what you're going to tell me, you're going to buzz in. You're going to tell me what killer sent you this note. And if you want some extra points, you can give me the movie franchise that they are from. And you can give me the final girl of that franchise. Ooh, okay. So there's three points available each round. Shit. Ooh, come on. If someone, like... Can we buzz in on someone else's answer if they don't know the other one or two? To steal? Correct. Oh, yeah, man, okay. I'm, lose. I'm in. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off easy so we can kind of ease into the game. Okay. The first note that you receive reads, I'll see you in your dreams. Oh, Josh. we could. Oh, what? <laughs> Got to be quicker than that. Uh, that one's from Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger sent you that note. That is correct. From... A Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you know the name of the final girl? Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, he, he died bad. <laughs> Would anyone I else like to buzz in? I don't know the name. Carmella? Nancy. That is correct. Uh, no shit. Uh, it's not fair. You make her watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> One point for me. Cool. The next note you receive reads, you took... My batteries. What? I raised my hand. You got it, Buzz. What the fuck? I'm sorry, Camilla. The listeners can't hear a hand raise. I'm just saying. That's true. Well, we should have all been sent buzzers. (laughs) 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 I'm going to go with Chucky. That is correct. I said (laughs) Chuck. What is the name of Chucky's franchise? Child's Play Beach. That is also correct. And do you know the name of the final girl in the Child's Play franchise? Final girl? This is a trick question. Oh. uh, Not a trick question. It's misleading. I'll say that. Tommy? That is incorrect. (laughs) I don't know. What's his name? Johnny? (laughs) I got a guess. What's your guess? Is it the Bride of Chucky? No! Listen to that episode. (laughs) What is it? Lacey, final guess. I don't know, Tiffany? The final boy of the Child's Play franchise. His name is Andy. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. who I was talking about, but I called him Tommy. My bad. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Tommy Pickles. All right, we got Mel with three points, Josh with two, Lacey holding up the rear. (laughs) Listen, I've been up since 6.30, and I'm doing my best. That is great because the next note you receive <laughs> reads Dead by Dawn. Josh. Is it Jason Voorhees? 
That is incorrect. This game is fucking rigged, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Lacey. Michael Myers. That is incorrect. <laughs> Carmela. Uh, Evil Dead. That is the franchise, so I will give you a point. Yes. Do you know the name of the killers in the Evil Dead franchise? Um, the demon in the book. All right, that is incorrect. <laughs> uh, they are called Deadites. Oh, I would. I've never, never seen that. Evil does Dead. Any, does anyone know the final girl Ugh. in the Evil Dead franchise? Josh, it's another trick question because <laughs> I know it's the final guy mm-hmm. and I know the actor. Mm-hmm. And I am having a mind blank on the name, which is why I keep talking. Because if I don't <laughs> end this sentence, <laughs> then I won't. Holy shit, what's his name? There is a show called Blank versus Evil Dead. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God, it's gone. Chainsaw- Johnny Chainsaw for a hand. Uh, don't tell me. Ash, Ash, it's Ash. That is correct. Oh, oh my wow. God. My next guess was going to be Terrence. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Evil Dead and you you find Terrence for me. <laughs> Almost done. The next note that you receive reads, say my name one more time. Oh, I know this. I know this. I know this. Oh, no. No, I don't. Oh, my Josh. God. I'm embarrassed. Candyman. That is correct. Point. Yes, that. From the Candyman series. That is also correct. Who is the final girl? Yaya. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> we do not know yet, but I believe he's playing Candyman. Twist. That's what. That's the twist. <laughs> Anyone else? No idea. She's played by Virginia Madsen, and her name is Helen. Does that technically count? Because she died? Um, yeah, that that's the... why I didn't say Helen, because I was like, well, she didn't make it, so there must be one in the sequels. Well, who's the final girl, then? Maybe there is no final girl. Candyman. Yeah, yeah. I get a point. The we haven't seen the remake. <laughs> Listen, I'm supposed to be the like second horror person, and I got zero fucking points in this. Can All right, I tell Lisa's you? on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's on the board. There's Wait. only one more question left. So, Lacey, you can actually... Carmel and I hit him with the... <laughs> nah. I don't think she can catch no, up. No. I, no. You cannot be last. No. You can tie with Carmela. All right. Last note that you receive. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Reads. Answer the phone. Lacey. Ghostface. That is incorrect. Um. I did this on purpose. Cool. So I'm very sorry. Josh? Is it the strangers? That is incorrect. Wait, don't tell me. Let, everyone, since we all got it wrong, we get to guess again. Answer the phone. Yes. Don't. Is it answer the phone or don't answer the phone? Answer the phone. Answer the phone. That's what the killer would tell you to do. Yeah, he'd tell you to answer the phone. Famously said by... Michael Myers. Incorrect. <laughs> That's what I... Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the 
it's it's a pretty big part of the movie and this the killer's on the other end that sounds like Ghostface. You I know <laughs> you've all seen this movie i'm pretty sure i'm no i'm very sure you've all seen this movie is it thanks killing yes <laughs> <laughs> oh man answer i'm about to google it i don't know if that'll help but this is not a line in the movie that's the that's what the xenomorph said in alien <laughs> no. is it carmella um sleepover massacre what? no the, what <laughs> the they both guessed you have one more guess i don't know i very obviously don't know i'm ashamed <laughs> it's gonna be something the, stupid easy huh the note Came from Samara. Oh, oh, All right. Okay. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles. We are back. I, wait, wait, wait. I want the point for the ring. Shit. <laughs> I want the okay. point for the ring. Can you tell no. me no, the I name can't. of the final girl? <laughs> I bet. I in Ready? If, if I can just guess a name, I I'll will give guess it to as you. well. Okay. Jessica. Elizabeth. No. no. Fuck. Laura. Rachel. That is correct. Damn Wait. it. Rachel is correct. Yeah! <laughs> I'm on the board, baby. You are on the board. You're already on the board. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Josh. You walked away with that round. That's what I'm talking so about. I'm mad because I watch horror movies probably at least twice a week. Josh never joins me, and he won the horror movie trivia. Um, I can see the TV from here. <laughs> Whatever. I'm joining Whatever. you when you least expect it. Krishan, wrap oh, it up. Wrap it up. That's creepy. Yeah. Wrapping things up, it seems to me that I know what you did last summer is the nice cousin of Scream. <laughs> <laughs> some of the dialogue, some of the kills, not as much wit, but we still love it. Sometimes we watch it during spooky season, sometimes we don't. Um, we love. Sarah Michelle Geller, and some of us don't really like Johnny Galecki. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we end each episode with a quick round of six <laughs> degrees of separation, where we connect an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next <laughs> week's movie. That's it. Yeah, I said it. Who can find the fastest connection between Sarah Michelle Geller and Jamie Lee Curtis? I was really hoping you'd pick Jared. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can just connect him right there. I just have to get it. She was in Scream 2, if that helps anyone. I thought so. Okay. Oh my so god, I think like... I have it. <laughs> hold on. No, what? Let's hear it. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I think I have it. I think, I think I have it. I'm just going to do it out loud. Okay. You can have my movies if I fuck it up. Okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar was in Cruel Intentions with Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. who was in Just Like Heaven with Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. who was in Endgame with Chris Evans, who is in Knives Out with Jamie Lee Curtis. Nice. So I'd love good. to see it. Nice. I did it. I never do it. Should have used Garfield. No. Mm. Uh, uh, unrelated, Rashawn, I have a uh, quick question to ask you off mic. Uh oh. 
It's about a movie I want to do for the podcast. Oh, for the pod. <laughs> Better what not be fucking Garfield. Be? You know what? This is our show. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to do it, fucking do it. Good job, Lacey. Thank you. You, you did it, girl. <laughs> I did it. I did Go it. Go, girl. Yeah. Get it, girl. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Look us up. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WhenCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. Have a spooktober, and we'll catch you next week. Y'all are like my embarrassing parents. (laughs) And I love it.